And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your footy correspondent, Coach Donnie Hess, here back with another episode of my supporter series. And ladies and gentlemen who have watched my series know this lovely lady very well, Miss Fiona Newton from the Chicks Talking Footy podcast. Fiona, how are you doing? I am so well um, and we've been really looking forward to speaking to you again, Donnie. It's, uh, we've, we've forged a Pacific a bond over the Pacific. Yeah, and, and it's been fun. The, the chatting with footy and all of that has always been a blast. We keep tracks and we keep tabs on each other. It's so much fun. But today I'm going to sit here and chat with you about, uh, about footy a little bit. We'll, we'll eventually get into this. But um, when I start my conversations, I always kind of like, going knowing a little bit more information we haven't really dove into you a little bit so just you want just a short little quick bio of who fiona newton is uh, away from footy away from footy um i don't have a life outside of footy donny um no that's not true i well what i do here in melbourne australia is i run a, a community market called the fitzroy market so fitzroy in melbourne's a very how do you describe it? It's, you know, it's, it used to be a ghetto, but now it's full of creative artistic types. And um, our the Fitzroy football team was a big part of the central life of the community actually, but um, the football club folded in 20, 20 30 years ago. And um, uh, yeah, so I've got, I've got a deep love for where I live. And um, so I do that partly and I also work in corporate training so I do a lot of work around productivity and uh, help people manage their emails and manage all their tasks and projects and notes and files and all the things that we have to juggle to try and manage our lives so I deliver a lot of training coaching and consulting in that area as well and then talk a lot of footy outside of all of that so I've got my fingers in a few pies uh, which keeps life interesting and keeps me on my toes and I've also got a uh, a four-year-old son that I run after a lot too so he keeps me fit and healthy out there you're literally on your toes all the time that that is great so I, I love asking this question especially considering again being an American I don't have I wasn't born and raised with footy footy wasn't around my life so what is your favorite thing about football um, for me and it's something I've really been missing because Melbourne's been in lockdown again for another four months or three months this year. And uh, as a result, we haven't, I think I've been to two men's games in two years and probably about three or four women's games in two years. So my, my favourite part of football uh, is going to the ground, going to the game and connecting with people that love it and just the energy of, you know, a, a whole crowd of people getting behind, you know, the spec spectacular nature of sport. And, you know, I miss that. I miss that a lot. It's just, I love watching footy on TV, of course, but it's just not the same without catching up with everyone at the ground. And yeah, I, mean, I am looking forward to having that back in my life, hopefully next year. I, I really hope for your sake, it really is too. So let's, let's go hop in a time machine a little bit. Can you remember your earliest footballing memory? Yes, I can. So I used to, well, I used to go to the football with my dad a lot. He was definitely the one that introduced me to the AFL. 
Uh, he's a Swan supporter, so he did a terrible job of converting me to his team. Um, but one of the things that we used to do as kids was they used to have these um, collection points where you could take aluminium cans and get 75 cents per kilo, which when you're you know, nine or 10 years old, <laughs> it's a lot of money. So we used to go around and collect all the beer cans at the ground and go and cash them in so that we could get the money to pay for the game that we wanted to attend the next week. So it was, it was very much, um, you know, part of our, part of our experience. Not, not a problem. I love it. Some of those memories, it may not be specifically about footy, but that, those are really, that's really, really good. Now you and I have had many, many a conversation. So I, I know the answer to this, but not everybody that may be listening to this knows who is your club and kind of how did you come to support them? <laughs> yeah, so I barracked for the Hawthorne Football Club, the Hawks, and we, it's funny, I mean, my mum barracked for Melbourne Demons and my dad barracked for the Sydney Swans. So, as I said, they did a terrible job of converting me to their, to their teams. I'm not sure what happened there. But I remember, I think it was 1983, so I was about six at that, in that year and uh, Hawthorne won the grand final and I just thought, that's my team. So I barracked for the Hawks and it was a good choice because in the 1980s, I think we won four premierships that, that decade mm -hmm. and we've won a few ever since. So I won't die wondering what it's like to experience a premiership. Yeah. You, you, hey, you picked, you picked a good team and with some great players. I mean, just a laundry list of great players. So you, so you said your family was kind of a different or supporting. Were there any other Hawks people in, in your, in your family that supported, or is it just, were you kind of the, the, the outcast a little bit, not, in a negative way. Yeah, they're, they're, at the time there wasn't my cousin Jenny, who I'm quite close to, she barracks for the Hawks, but that she made that conversion later in life. So when she was at university, so she wasn't barracking for the Hawks when I started barracking for them. It was a, a purely autonomous choice of mine as a young child. So uh, yeah, a lot of people, you know, they just are born and my son, he's pretty much got his Hawks membership before he was named. Mm -hmm. but um that wasn't the it just wasn't the culture in our family for some reason but uh so i picked my own team uh, to each his own i mean i have i've heard i've heard some stories of you're going to be a this supporter or you're out <laughs> yeah. of the house type of stuff and and, and yeah. it, it's fun it's fun to listen to it's a little little scary to think if it actually were to come true but hey you know what it, it, that's sport for you sometimes it, it makes people a little crazy um to kind of stay in the past a little bit, can you remember the first Hawthorne item you ever were given or bought? Uh, the first Hawthorne item I bought was definitely a scarf. I, yeah, but it was I, I don't have it, and I don't I don't um, have any recollection even really what it looked like. But I remember wearing a scarf going down to Princess Park, which was our home ground, and Waverley when I was a kid with the scarf that I was given. I wish I had have kept it. That would, I mean, some of my friends still have their Guernseys and things they used to wear. But uh, yeah, for me, it was just a basic, probably cheap, not even AFL approved scarf. So <laughs> each, to each to each their own. Um, for one of those, I'm I'm a diehard fan again. Not always easy being over here in the states, but um, I, I like hearing kind of people describe their their why they support or their or their fandom, as I call it. So could you describe to me your fandom of the Hawthorne Hawks? Uh, the type of people that follow them? Is that what you mean? And kind of just like, are you a diehard? Are you casual? Like, do you go to every single game you possibly oh, can? Mate. Like, yeah. 
so I would call myself a diehard fan. Uh, you know, I mean, footy permeates most areas of my life. I mean, I started a radio show based just to talk about AFL one hour a week and a podcast as well. And, um, you know, a lot of my close friends, like the Chicks Talking Footy team, where, you know, we're all really close. Like, we've experienced so many significant events through football and real highs through our time of barracking together. And um, I would, you know, I, I would spend a lot of my weekend watching the, the games, not even just Hawthorne, watching other games as well that I think might be a good contest or, you know, Friday night, foot, Friday night footy is often a tradition or something that I would do if I'm home, definitely watch the, the Friday night footy as well. Uh, I just love it. I think it's one of the best games on the planet. You know, I was watching um, the soccer world finals recently this year and, you know, soccer is a great game, but it doesn't have the electricity of the, of a, that AFL has and the speed and the, you know, the game can turn in 20 seconds. Whereas soccer, it feels like it's a game of, um, you know, breaking the other team down a little bit. So I, I just love it. I think it's a really exciting game. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I, I fell in love. I fell in love with the action, and then the, just the pure fan support is absolutely spectacular. I'm hoping, really hoping, COVID gets taken care of as much as possible, so we can see hundred thousand seat MCGs very, very soon. Can you remember the first ever Hawks game that you attended? Oh, it, it it would have been at at Princess Park, which is in the near the inner city of Melbourne with my dad. I, I w can't say I, I would have been young, like six or seven. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember exactly the exact game in terms of what teams were playing, but I remember loving it straight away. And a lot of, a lot of um, people my age, particularly even women, say that the way they bonded with their dad was by going to the footy together and and that was very much true of my relationship with my dad you know we that was our bonding experience we, we go to the footy and cheer our teams on yeah that's and that's actually fantastic and i, I wish i'd see it more and especially nowadays with the aflw coming in i think it's going to be even mm. more fun for not only the one of them watching the afl the men's but the women's games as well so i i like asking this question it, for me it's kind of fun because i i've heard this said as it's like picking your favorite child which some for some people is not something they like to do can you pick <laughs> your favorite player of the past and then do you have a favorite player currently on the hawks list uh, definitely my, probably my favourite player of all time was Cyril Rioli. I think he just had a flair and uh, way of marking the ball that was just so exciting. Uh, I absolutely loved him playing. Uh, the favourite player now mm -hmm. uh, in our team would be, oh, that's a good question. Probably Chad Wingard. He's also, I also love him off the field. He's been a great supporter of the Hawks Pride group that I um, mm -hmm. help coordinate as well. So uh, yeah, enjoy, I've enjoyed watching him play. I think what's been good about our team this year though is there's just lots of, lots of good players. There's not um, you know, one champion player that like a Buddy Franklin that we've had on our team before, but there's, there's just a really good spread of you know, Warpy's great to watch. Um, I thought um, uh, Mitch Lewis, you know, just play, just players that I've kind of 
thought are starting to stand up and be exciting players for us. Okay. And, and, and for one of the, I know that you've had, you've had a ton of flags in, in, in the recent years, but can you think of your most memorable moment as a Hawks mm-hmm. supporter? Uh, memorable moment. I think one of the, one of the heartbreaking moments for me as a fan was when Buddy Franklin left our team and started playing for your team, Donnie, the, Sid- mm-hmm. the Sydney Swans. And um, it does feel like watching your ex be happier with someone else. Um, he's playing for the Swans, but uh, the memorable moment would be um, when we played the Sydney Swans in the 2013 grand final. So you beat us in the 2012 grand final and then Buddy swapped teams in between. And then we um, beat the Sydney Swans while he was playing for you instead of us. So that felt pretty good, <laughs> I have to say. Yeah, 2014 was one of those. It was like, oh, that 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 was that was a little little difficult to to watch at times. But I've I always enjoyed Buddy, but I always respected the Hawks. I love I loved Clarko. I, I always thought he did just a, mm-hmm. such a great job coaching. So um, so that'll be very very interesting. Uh, we jump from there, and in, in, in I'm not a, a scab picker, but I'm, I'm going to go there. Kind of what are your thoughts on last year's Hawks team? I know it wasn't exactly the most successful season in the world and and you did it was kind of a roller coaster at times, but what were your thoughts on last year? Yeah, look, um obviously it was a disappointing year. We we sat on 17th place, the second last place on the ladder for most of the season. So that's a pretty depressing place there was even a chance at one stage where we thought maybe we could be wooden spooners uh which gosh I mean that's that's such a fall from grace isn't it but but towards the end of the season it 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 actually became really exciting um to we we won I think three out of our last four games although we did we had two draws this season which was quite amazing you know, to, to experience, but um, I still, I feel like we're building something really good. We've got a lot of young guys that are, you know, starting to stand up and uh, yeah, I think Sam Mitchell coming on as our coach, I have no idea how that's going to work out, but I know that he's, he's done all the right things to position himself into that role. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the future, but yeah, it's been a disappointing season. There's no, there's no two ways about that. And I think even some of the off field stuff that was happening, the way that uh, Alistair Clarkson was so unceremoniously ditched from our club. Uh, that's a, that's a wound, I think, for the members of the Hawthorne football club that we're not going to forgive very easily. And uh, you know, just to to watch a watch a coach that's given us four premierships get treated and just dismissed the way that he was, I, I thought it was, um, yeah, it was it was just it was disgraceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I completely I completely agree. It's it's hard it's hard in that situation to to make that change the way it was done. I, I think I think more of the way it was done was was the hardest part because it was just like whatever Alistair get out of here and that's kind of how it how it really seemed so I, I with your with your show you talk about it all the time but how have you been keeping an eye on the off season this year and kind of what what are your thoughts on on what the what Hawthorne kind of did this off season uh this off season right now yeah uh what what they're doing or what they're 
kind of how everything kind of ha- happened like um with the fact that it sounded like there for a while that omira and some of some of their uh, big superstars yeah. were potentially being traded and they didn't um mm. are, are you was it mean. a little scary there for a bit yeah look there was um there was a couple of days where it was really scary like it looked like we had stars like um well, gws was sniffing around chad wingard uh gunston there was rumors he might go to melbourne and then bruce was you know the bulldogs were circling around him uh we did lose two two players uh tim o'brien to the bulldogs and segler to geelong i have to say as a hawthorne supporter losing a player to geelong is like extra painful (laughs) when they go to your arch enemy but um but yeah funny the commentary was that the players wanted to stay at Hawthorne, even though we haven't had a successful year. It seems like the morale is still reasonably high and the expectation of going into next year and you know, growing as a team, it seems to be helping people stick around. So um, so a lot of the players stayed. In fact, all of them, all, all of those four players stayed. Uh, and look, for Tim O'Brien and Sigler, I think it's it's definitely a good career progression for both of them. I've both been at Hawthorne for a while. So, yeah, huge relief. Huge relief that we, we kept some of those players. Okay. And with the huge relief and keeping some of the superstars, do you have any expectations for no year? I, I For some people, expectations is, is a buzzword a little bit. But do you have any kind of thoughts on what you think Hawthorne will be next year? Uh, I think we'll improve. That's that's my, my feeling. Uh, it's hard to know, just with Sam Mitchell, what, what he is doing but I have seen you know I've seen some really good signs of like he was coaching our Box Hill Hawks which is the the seconds team and they did really well and he's I think he's developed a lot of good players like CJ you know he was the one that really spotted CJ and um, believed in him and developed developed him into the player he was an exciting player it was he had touches of Rioli you know, just that speed and the flair that he that he had of getting the ball away from other players and marking them in spectacular ways and doing all that sort of thing. He reminded me of Rioli. And um, Sam Mitchell was the one that really developed him. Um, and I think players like him will, will, will come up as well this year. So I'm, I'm feeling really positive. I think we've got a good young team. And when we actually play well together, uh, we've, we've beaten some of the top four teams this year. You know, we, we drew with Melbourne, we beat Brisbane. So we've, we've, uh, we've got it in us. And I think I, I'm quite positive going into next year. And I agree with, with the talent you've got there, definitely a possibility. So I, I, the next question I have is, this is a fun one for me because I, it, maybe it's the American society in me. We all want to be general managers. We all want to be list managers. We all want to be able to make the moves. So I'm going to install you as the list manager as of right now. The other 17 clubs have open ability for you to bring in any player from any of the other lists. Who's the first person you bring to Hawthorne? Well, probably Sydney Stack. I would love Good to. Point. Obviously, I like players with flair, but I would love to to bring him into the team just to bring that speed and the excitement. Uh, yeah, gee, that's a good question. You've put me on the spot there, Duddy. Um, it's it's a fun one. You'd be surprised. In the yeah. Interviews, in the interviews that I've heard, I've had Nick Natanui, I've had Marcus Bontempelli, 
trying to think. Oh uh, yeah, else Marcus Montempelli definitely. There's another one. I've 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 heard some. I've heard. I I'm interested to see how some of the others go because once you get into teams like, who would you bring into Sydney? Uh, who would you bring into Melbourne? Like it, yeah. it'll be fun as I talk to some of the other ones. But I, like Marcus Montempelli, it doesn't surprise me. Christian Petraka would be a good one to bring in, especially for your mid for your midfield. Would you bring in a Max Gone or anything? Yeah, I was just I was literally left? about to say I. I mean, he he is, after watching him in the final series this year, I mean, he is God. <laughs> he was mm. just, the third quarter of the preliminary, preliminary final, he was everywhere on the ground. You'd see him in defence, then the next thing you'd see him kicking a goal in the, in the 50, then he'd be in the ruck. And, I mean, that, that third quarter of what he did in the preliminary final, it will be folklore in, in footy circles and particularly demon circles for years to come he is someone i would love to have on our team like and just his leadership as well Mm -hmm. the way he has led that team uh you know of course a petrarca would be amazing as well look i'd Mm -hmm. pinch the demons at the moment but (laughs) the whole whole club i think there's something special happening there and i don't think that's the first premiership the last premiership that we'll see from them Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I know he's getting older, but I'm surprised you didn't want to snatch Buddy back. So, <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's getting old now. <laughs> Actually, uh, you, I, I love Buddy. I love Buddy, but it's uh, I yeah. love him, and that's why it hurts so much. <laughs> yeah, and I and I understand. But my my only my only thing was is that you needed a superstar for the Sydney market to keep people coming in, and I think I think he's done that. And I know it's Hawthorne's loss, but for me as as a Swan supporter, I thought it was it was a great move by the Swans to be able to have that marquee guy to bring in yeah you had adam goose but when you bring in another not only indigenous player but an indigenous player everybody knows everybody loves it was hard to argue that and i know it i know it hurts so but so so we'll, so we'll move on from there i'm pretty sure i know the answer to this one with the last two years the grand final being outside of the victor of the victorian border i i've, I've heard some people some rumblings that people were okay with maybe the grand final being a moving grand final but as a victorian and a melbourneian the grand final it has to be in melbourne or, or would you be okay with the maybe the occasional traveling grand final uh i have to agree it was i mean it's certainly been an interesting experiment i mean no one ever would have predicted five years ago that the grand final would be anywhere but the mcg and look, it's not going to happen because the MCG has a contract till 2058 or something ridiculous. But mm-hmm. I have to say, I mean, Western Australia, they did such a great job with the the whole spectacle of the of the game. And so did the Gabba. I mean, they did their program entertainment was interesting, but the <laughs> but you know, they they both cities managed to put on a great event, which I think drew local fans you know lit up their cities with you know the grand final um i can see i can see that as a valid point you know even adelaide oval and places like that but it's it's just not going to happen unfortunately for other states but i do i mean one criticism of footy is that it's very victoria centric and and it is because it was the vfl for 100 Mm -hmm. years before it was before it became the afl and it's just the way it is, unfortunately, but yeah, I don't want to see it travel around, but I can, I, I have to admit it was hard not to be enticed by that idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, and 
it's and i would almost say is it could it be a traveling one like every four years almost like the olympics like every fourth or fifth year when, and, and i know this is this is pie in the sky stuff i mean this is going to be in 50 55 years before this eventually happens but it was interesting to hear the discussion even from victorian media the people were like i didn't mind it being in perth and gabo would it would it be possible and like I said, the MCC, there's no way they're going to get out of that contract. That's, that's that's ironclad there, but it's an interesting thing to discuss a little bit. I know it's pie in the sky. Um, this next topic for me, you and I have had many, many a conversation about this, and I'm super, I'm super excited about the, the latest announcement. AFLW, again, you you and I have talked to AFLW, we've we've done review shows. How excited are you that both the Hawks and the Swans will be joining in a year in since we, since we both watch it, how happy were you of how well the season turned out last year after coming back from kind of a lackluster end after COVID shortened the season before? Uh, yeah, look, the, the AFLW season, it was fantastic that we got a premier out of the, out of the season after what happened last year. The VFL season, though, there was no grand final played, so they had the same experience. The, the women had the same experience with those state run league but look i'm i was wrapped and i got i actually managed to get to a few football games because the melbourne wasn't locked down during that time and for the first ever season we had a full pride round so every team uh, and every game was celebrating lgbti pride we had a full indigenous round as well so every team was celebrating our indigenous community so there was a lot of significant things. And I think in a, in a lot of ways, the women are ruling the, the leading the way in some of these, some of these aspects, but it's been painful, Donnie, watching, I think four mm-hmm. seasons already of four or five seasons of uh, women's five. footy. Five. Yeah. Gosh. Mm-hmm. This will and be six. Yeah. This will be six. And, and, you know, I love women's footy and I was never one of those people that could get behind another team, you know, mm-hmm. actually follow it. And I don't judge people that did because when you're left without one, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely a choice, but you know, it's been painful not, not having my own team and also watching the VFLW team that we have every season, we'd have seven or eight players that get recruited into the AFLW and you're like, why, why do we have to develop these players and then give them off to other teams? Why can't we be developing players for ourselves? And then um, Patrick Smith left um, Hawthorne a year or two ago, a couple of years ago to go join the Saints. And I was devastated when that happened because he is an excellent coach, but we now have Beck Goddard and she's the only woman uh, that is a senior coach in the AFLW. And we also have an all female coaching team coaching staff for the AFLW. So I think Hawthorne are, Hawthorne are leading the way when it comes to that. And I'm really excited to see to see what happens because I think, I actually think some of those players will start migrating back. That'd be, that'd be great. In fact, in fact I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'm not sure if you know this. I, I signed up to be a foundation member for the Swans. They already have the ah, signups. Awesome. And, um, and I actually got, I actually had the pleasure of being part of a Twitter montage after it was announced that they were, they were, letting people sign up for the foundation members i signed up and made the specifics i'm a u.s i'm a u.s member but i, I want to be a foundation member and they put it in the montage the, the little montage of all the tweets of people so excited wow. for it so i had to i had to print screen it and let people let people know and i always got a kick out of it so i'm 
super super excited for it not this year but next year when when the, when the swans we've still got to wait joining. another sort of I know. 13 this, months or 14 months yeah yes this season this but, season will be tough but it'll it'll be fun it'll be fun because i know that next year we, we have that pleasure of all 18 teams being in the afl and w so yeah yes exactly and look i think um now knowing that it's there it's not going to be as painful i think as it mm-hmm. as it has been but uh, there's light yeah, at the ama- end of the tunnel uh, yeah that's right and amazing <laughs> it's amazing that the whole um league is complete too it's not it's, you know i was really excited obviously for my team joining but also just that we now have a women's league that is com- is completely mirrors the men's league and what that will mean mm-hmm. in terms of um development of of women's sport in a, in the afl completely completely agree and the best part is more more young ladies are playing it i i think that the, the standard of footy is only going to get better trust me keep an eye on this so the, the last few questions there, there's some fun ones here when you go to the footy what's your favorite food that you like to eat when you're at the footy? <laughs> i always get the hot dog the it's my my traditional um lunch or dinner <laughs> i'm at the footy i go straight for the straight for the dodgy overpriced hot dog at whatever ground i'm at and we could give reviews because we um there was one over we went to Witten oval and they toasted the bun i remember that episode yeah, that was we pretty talked, funny that, you guys that talked about up. that for like 20 minutes it was it was I hilarious took, <laughs> i took up a couple of segments on our show it was um it was outrageous johnny you have to have a soft bun for the hot dog to each their own. Hey, everybody's different. It's, it's, it's like, a, it's like a meat pie. Some people like the, some people like tomato sauce. Some people don't, some people oh, like to, to add different things to it. It's, it's a little bit different. So, but I, I, I be I interesting to hear just some of the different things. Like I, I think with American sports, we're all known for you go there and you eat and all that stuff. And there's just so many different things. So I just, I wanted to hear what, what, what your go-to thing is for the food at the footy. Um, I haven't had the chance to go to a game live in, in Australia, but I'm, I'm planning on doing it hopefully very soon. But Donnie, go- Donnie, Donnie, we've had an announcement today that you can come over to Australia fully vaccinated. I, I, I heard quarantine. I, I heard that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm at that financially stable point yeah. right there, but I'm, I'm hopefully very soon. But Well, I'm coming over to watch you play, Donnie. Well, hey, I, I, I hope so very soon. Unfortunately, our USAFL season is just completed this last weekend with uh, the, with the Nationals. Um, so, but, but we'll we'll stay on chatting with you here. Um, yeah. when, when when you go to a game live, do you have an ideal place that you like to sit? Is it behind the goals? Is it is it midfield? Is it in the wing? Like, where's your ideal place to sit when you go see a game live? I think uh, the second level on the wing is, but I actually have a membership seat for our home game. So you buy your membership and mm-hmm. you then have a seat that's allocated to you for the season. So that seat is kind of just to the left-hand side of the goals, but it's a bit annoying when the game's being played at the other end, because then you have mm-hmm. to watch the screen while you're at the ground. But it's also exciting when your players are kind of 15 meters from where you're sitting and you can see what they're, what they're doing. But um. Yeah, I think the wing's definitely the best place for being able to watch the whole game, you know, the game as a whole. 
Yeah, I, I, I really want to get one of those second levels, either either midfield or behind the goals, just so I can watch the movement. Maybe it's the coach in me a little bit that wants to be able to see the movement of players. Like I almost I almost wish I could record it just because I, I think it'd be fascinating to have on there. Um, with a couple of questions left with with this next one, I with this channel being based in a based in America and, and having NFL and different things like that. And we occasionally get the stray American fan that hops on and watch these. So, so if an American fan sits there and watch this, can you give us a really quick pitch on why an American fan should be a Hawthorne Hawks supporter? A Hawthorne Hawks supporter. Uh, I mean, the Hawks have such a, a great legacy of developing great players we've won the most premierships in my lifetime so we we have a, a definite winning culture one of the great things about the hawks too is the, the way we mentor and develop coaches i mean five of the um other coaches in other teams were developed were assistant coaches at hawthorne so we have just that really strong leadership um development i think also it's just a family club we're very close-knit group of people that love following love following the Hawks and our home ground our home ground is the MCG so if you become a member you get to have your seat at the MCG every single week mm -hmm. hard hard to argue that is not, not that's <laughs> not very very tantalizing there so and the, the last question I ask and this is this is more just I like hearing the different answers what is the favorite game of footy you have ever seen, whether it was on TV or whether it was live? Favorite game of footy you have ever seen? Oh, gosh, that's a that's a really hard one. Um, I think when when you say that, I think of grand finals as the as the games that I've seen that have been really exciting. Um, can I say my favorite Hawks game? Hawks game? You hey, it's just, I okay, said favorite so, game, whatever you've seen, it's your call, there, whether it's Hawks, whether it's anything. There's a there's a preliminary final that um for me uh broke something almost spiritually over our club, which we we won the 2008 grand final against the Geelong Cats, and from then on we lost every game that we, we played against them in the home and away season. And there was a preliminary final where at three quarter time we were 20 points down and i you know the, the thought of losing to geelong in a preliminary final after this massive losing streak was just absolutely horrifying and there was such a rivalry between the two two clubs and um sean burgoyne he just came out of nowhere and kicked a miraculous goal and it just turned the momentum of the game and then we beat we beat them and we got into you know, our first grand final from there. And from and from that point, well, it was I think it was actually our second grand final, but from that point we that we won our three premierships. So you've got to think, gee, if we didn't win that quarter, the whole of our fate might have been different. And uh, it was just such an exciting game to be at and win. It felt so bloody good. <laughs> Uh, that's that's amazing like i said I, i've heard all sorts of games sometimes they they pick their game from their team sometimes they pick a different one so it's so it's always a fun one to to hear kind of what what what's your favorite game it's always a fun one to chat well 
that is it for me fee this has been just an awesome chat i you and i love chatting footy it's been so mm-hmm. much fun meeting you online and i think it's it's been such a great friendship and i love listening to the chicks talking footy podcast it's, it's always so much fun you you ladies crack me up all the time but <laughs> i love i love the discussions like the discussions are really really in depth and i love that so just Please do me a favor. Let the chicks know I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying the episodes. Even if I'm the only one listening to the podcast, I'm I, I'm listening with enjoyment. I really really appreciate what you guys are doing, the the inclusivity, the the getting all of the the messaging out there. I think is absolutely awesome. Um, like I told Mikey when I discussed with him over the Saints, I said that I the Pride game is something I really really take pride in that my club is in as part of that. So, and you and I have had discussions about that, that I just, I want to be an ally for, for the, for the community and all that. So, so I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Keep up the great work. I will continue listening. And um, if you guys ever need me to hop on live, you guys just let me know. Yeah. Thanks so much, Johnny. And we've had you on the show, I think once as well. So mm-hmm. um, we, yeah, really appreciate the friendship and that there's so great to know that our game's being followed over, over in America and other countries in the world as well, because uh, we, we think it's the best game in the world. Yeah. So like I said, the invitation now, now that we can travel back and forth, the invitation for next October in the nationals is, is free to come on over. You can see footy for two straight days. It's absolutely a blast. So, and then the best part is, is that little quick preview for those listening is a couple of the other chicks have agreed to be part of this series as awesome. well. That is coming up soon. I know I, my first ever Gold Coast interview with Sasha. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. And oh, the, the amazing, and Beck Dahl has agreed to be the Adelaide, the Adelaide chat, which I'm looking forward to chatting Oh with my her. God, you finally get to speak to your favorite Beck Dahl. She is a spitfire. I cannot wait to chat with her. <laughs> she's, she's absolutely hilarious. I cannot wait. So that, that yeah, will be she's... a lot of fun. So, well, it is getting late for you, Fee. I will let you get to bed. I've got a long day here set for me myself. So I will let you have a good night again. Thank you again so much for hopping on. No worries. Thanks so much, Johnny. I love you. Uh, well, talk love to what you, you later. do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I try my best. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been another fan supporter series. We'll be back. We'll be back again very soon.